welcome to the With Flow podcast, a weekly show for purpose-driven women who are ready to embrace a feminine approach to business. We'll be chatting all things cycle awareness and using your intuitive superpowers, combined with the more practical aspects of business, like systems and planning. I'm your host, Laura, from Business With Flow, cyclical business mentor and systems queen. My mission is to show you that business can be fun and easy, that you can do it in a way that is right for you and feel inspired, organized, calm and in control. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the With Flow podcast. Now this episode is a special one because today marks one year since this podcast went live. Now, when I started the podcast, it had been something that I had been thinking about for quite some time, but I'd always held myself back for some reason. I always thought that it would be too hard, that I didn't have enough to say, who the heck would want to listen to me anyway. And so it took me a long time to take those first initial steps. And now here we are, one year later, 55 episodes down listens, downloads, subscribers growing every single week. So thank you all for being here. I'm so grateful to have had you all join me on this first year of my podcasting journey and can assure you that there is definitely more to come. So to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the podcast, I thought that I would share some of my lessons and the things that I've learned about myself, about my business, about podcasting along the way. Now, the first lesson was a reminder that when you are new at something, you are going to suck at it. It is going to feel hard because you are learning new skills. You are learning to do something that you haven't done before. And yeah, sometimes there are things that you might be able to pick up quickly and easily when you're learning new skills, but it's not always the case. Of course, when you stick with something, and you keep going and you keep learning and you keep getting better, you begin to get the hang of it and it gets easier and easier and easier. The first couple of months of podcasting, I was such a perfectionist when it came to how I sounded, how I spoke, when I edited the episodes, taking out all of the breathy sounds and the ums and the ahs. Over time, I learned to let some of that go and just hit record and speak from the heart. Now, yes, I definitely still edit the episode because sometimes I do trip over my own words, but I've definitely got the hang of it. I've got more comfortable with it. And it's so much easier for me now to sit down, hit record, have a handful of bullet points and just talk. So a reminder that when you are new at something, you probably are going to suck at first and you do have to have a level of humility about it. But once you keep going and you keep trying, you will get to the point where it feels easier and it becomes second nature. The second lesson that I have learned is that sometimes you feel like you have a lot to say, like the content ideas just pour out of you. And then other times it feels like you have nothing to say and you literally just have to find the one idea that you've got, even if you're hesitating about it and run with that in order to get an episode out. Now, sometimes I have got three, four, five, sometimes six episodes batched up and ready to go at a time. 
Sometimes I'm recording these week to week and it all just depends on where I'm at, what's been going on, whether I'm feeling inspired and I have a lot to say, or whether I'm just going with what's front of mind at that point in time. What I've learned, well, I guess I've always known this, I'm not the person that thrives on doing things at the last minute. I like to have plenty of time to prepare and to get things done. I was never, when I was at school and university, I never pulled an all-nighter just to get an assignment done or to study for a test or an exam. I was prepared well in advance, and it's the same for this podcast and how I show up in my business. I like the time to prepare. I like to feel organized. It's how I feel calm and grounded and in control. I know that's not the same for everyone. I have clients who thrive on that last minute getting things done energy. It's exhilarating for them. It's what gives them that push to get things done. But it's definitely not how I like to operate. But the thing about that is that I have at times had to learn to let go of always being organized and always being ahead of the game. And sometimes I am doing episodes at the last minute. So I've learned and I had to challenge myself to be okay with that. And that sometimes, depending on what's going on, you just have to run with an idea and hope that it turns out to be okay. And can I say, just quietly, when I look at the stats and the analytics of the podcast, some of those episodes that I recorded at the very last minute, thinking, I don't know what I want to talk about this week, so I'm just going to run with this. Some of those episodes have actually been the highest listened to or highest download episodes. So there you go. Sometimes you've just got to go with what's front of mind and trust that it's the right thing to say. The next lesson, and not so much a lesson for me, but a reminder, and if you're a client of mine, you'll know that I harp on about this a lot, but having systems and workflows in place, having templates so you're not starting from scratch makes life so much easier. There are lots of parts that go into creating a podcast. Obviously, you need to plan out what you want to talk about in the episode. Most of the time, I just bullet point it out. Other times I might script it more because I've got a lot to say and I don't want to forget about anything. But once the episode is recorded, you then have to edit it, you have to write the show notes, you have to create the graphics. I put an audio version up onto YouTube with just a static image as the video. I pin it to Pinterest, I share it to my newsletter, I create the one minute audiogram that goes onto Instagram. There are lots of moving pieces and having templates and having systems for all of that to make sure that I'm not forgetting to do anything along the way makes it so much easier to put those episodes out, particularly for those ones that you've left till the very last minute. It's so much easier to get things out into the world because I know exactly what needs to be done. I'm focused, I'm clear, and I run with it, and away we go. So a reminder, systems, templates, they make life so much easier. Other things that I have learned is that people won't always listen every week, and that's fine, but they will often binge a couple of episodes. And I know that this for me as well, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I might not listen to even my most favorite ones every single week, but I might sit down one day and listen to three, four episodes in a row. And I see that coming through in the analytics as well. What's also been really interesting for me is looking at the analytics of the episodes 
and seeing what topics are really popular with you guys, which ones are resonating and getting the most listens and the most downloads. And it's always really interesting for me. I can see when someone new has found the podcast and they've gone back and they've listened to episodes, you know, one through 10 or something along those lines and gone right back to the very beginning. So it's really interesting for me, particularly when I'm planning out content around launches or things that I've got coming up to see what kind of topics have resonated with you guys, whether there's other areas that I can explore there or how I can add further to that conversation based on what it is that is really resonating with you. I love to look at the analytics. The other thing I find interesting about the analytics is the locations of people. Now, I'm obviously based in New Zealand. I've got a lot of friends, clients, connections in Australia and worldwide, but primarily Australia and New Zealand. But a lot of the listens come from the US and Europe, which really surprised me. Another thing that I didn't expect about having a podcast is the interesting cold pitches for guests that end up in my inbox. So when you create a podcast and you load it onto Apple Podcasts, you have to assign uh, an email address to it. And that is a public email address. What I find is a lot of people will trawl through, say, the business category, find a bunch of podcasts, find the emails, and literally just copy and paste a cold pitch template that they're sending to hundreds of others. And then it ends up in your inbox. Now, I have to say there is only one person, they haven't been on the podcast yet, but it will be coming up. There's only one person who has reached out to me about being a guest on the podcast that I didn't previously have a connection with or a relationship with, that I've actually said, yes, I would love to have you on the show. And the reason for that was this person took the time to write a personalized email. They talked about how they found the podcast. They demonstrated that they had listened to a couple of episodes of the podcast and what they found interesting about it. Then they talked about who they were, what they would like to talk about, and how what they want to talk about would help you guys as listeners and as my community. What sorts of things would you get out of it or walk away from the episode from? So it demonstrated that they were actually putting thought into this and being really clear about why they would make a great guest to support you guys, the listeners, in learning more about what it is that they do. Most of the pitches I get don't. Some of them are so completely irrelevant, it's ridiculous. I can tell that these people haven't listened to the podcast, haven't bothered to find out anything about who I am, the topics that I talk about, and the sorts of people that would listen to this podcast. They are just copying and pasting a random pitch and hoping for the best. And nine times out of 10, I don't even bother responding to these people because it is not worth my time and effort. They haven't put the time and energy into finding out about me and the podcast and you guys and making sure that what they want to talk about is relevant. They've just taken 30 seconds to find an email, copy and paste a template and click send. So if you are thinking about being a guest on podcasts, and you're pitching to people, take that information and use it as a lesson for a really good way to pitch to being on a podcast. And the last thing that I want to talk about is understanding that podcasting is a long-term strategy. Now, I knew that this wasn't going to be something that necessarily took off overnight, and I would be getting thousands and thousands of downloads every single week from month one, two, or three. 
It does take time to build your audience. It takes time to really feel confident and find your voice and be able to sit down and talk comfortably and confidently about what it is that you want to say. It takes experimenting in terms of how you want to promote the episodes, how you want to curate the content and what it is that you want to put out there and create conversations with your community about. It's not something that happens overnight. It is a long-term strategy. And now one year in, I'm starting to see how things are growing. I'm starting to see, as I said before, looking at the analytics, the topics that are popular and are resonating with people. I'm starting to find my groove in terms of how I create the content and record the episodes. And I'm fine tuning the processes in terms of getting the content out there and how I promote it and how I collaborate with other people. I'm learning to be better at interviewing people and having guests on and being able to ask the right questions and get some really insightful information from the guests to share with you. And that has been a whole learning curve in itself. And it's something that I'm definitely still working on. So podcasting hasn't yet, I guess, given me a return on investment in terms of what I paid for to get everything set up, to get the tech and the hosting and the microphone and all of the things. I'm not seeing the return on investment yet, but I know it will come. The momentum is building and it does take time. And the very, very last thing that I want to say is if you are thinking about creating a podcast, don't underestimate how hard it is to get off the ground. I was so, so grateful to have the support of Alan Ronald King, who supported me through all of the things in the beginning. And if you are interested in learning more about starting your own podcast, I highly recommend going back and listening to episode 25 of the podcast, where I interviewed Alan and we chatted about all things podcasting. It's a really great episode to listen to if it's something you are interested in. But having that support was invaluable for me in shortcutting some of the lessons and the things that I had to learn and knowing what I needed to do to get things off the ground and to keep the momentum going. And one of the things that Alan shared with me is that pod fade. So people who start a podcast and then it just fades away because it gets too much is really, really common. And so there are milestones in the number of episodes that you reach. And when you reach one of these milestones, it's something to celebrate because it means you're more likely to keep going. So the first milestone I think was five episodes. Maybe it was seven. Around there. The second one was 20. T, I think. And then the next one was 50. And so we are now at episode 55 because, of course, the first week I released three or four episodes to start with, one year in, and it's finally starting to feel like this is something that I can maintain because I've set it up in a way that is sustainable for me in terms of how I create the content and how I go about publishing the episodes and promoting the podcast. I've made it sustainable. Having Ellen's support was super, super helpful in that. So if starting a podcast is something that you want to do, I absolutely recommend getting some help with that. So there we are. Those are my lessons from one year of podcasting. As I said at the beginning, I want to thank you all for being here, whether you have just joined recently or you've been here from the very beginning. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you who tunes in every week 
or every couple of weeks if you're more of a binge listener. For those of you who share the podcasts, to the amazing guests that I've had on the podcast so far, I want to say thank you to you all. I'm so grateful for your support. And I can't wait to share more juicy goodness with you over the coming year. So that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you next week.